thinking back to the 80s, do you guys remember when bazooka gum, Tootsie Rolls, and Gobstoppers were one penny at 7-Eleven? That bottom shelf had all those candies. So you could go in with 50 cents and go out with a huge bag. Well, listen in because Karen and I talk about how crazy I was with that candy. Oh my gosh, I can still, my mouth is watering. I can think about it. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of us reminiscing. Excuse me, mom. Mom, excuse me. Mom. Welcome to Next Stop Crazy Town. This is Juliette Hahn, and I am the host of this weekly pod. I'm going to be sharing with you guys a little glimpse of my crazy world. I'm a mom of three, and I have two crazy boxer dogs. I will have guests some weeks, and some weeks it will just be me, but I will always be talking about uncomfortable things that have happened to me before motherhood or during motherhood. I just want you to know that you are not alone in this crazy world. Things happen that people don't like to talk about, but guess what? I do. I cannot wait for you guys to join me every week just to get a little laugh. So I just, I have lots of memories of little random things that I love that, that, that what's funny is I know my kids. So growing up in the small town and being able to run, like come home from school, like, because we walked to school, we didn't, we did not live within the bus zone. So I never took a bus growing up. So we walked to school. We had to walk ourselves to school. So being in kindergarten, first grade, we'd like, I will walk to your house. We would stop at someone else's house. Then we'd all walk to school together. So fun. And and likewise coming home. Some days we were delayed coming home because we would, you know, stop and get into trouble along the way. Right. But I just remember us having so much freedom at such an early age and being able to go home and change our clothes, which I always thought was really odd that you had to change out of your school clothes into your play clothes. My mom still thinks it's so weird. I don't do that with my kids. I was like, clothes are clothes. I'm not going to have two different ones. So I remember stopping at your house, waiting for you to change your clothes and then going to my house and not having to change my clothes (laughs) But then we would start to play outside and it was always like, hey, let's go up, um, take our five cents and go buy our bazooka gum or whatever it was from 7-Eleven. Like, oh, yeah. great. Okay. So we'd all go out in a pack of kids, either riding our bikes or walking. We'd go up to the 7-Eleven. We would and this is our- elementary. this is elementary school. We oh, were this is like first grade, you yeah. know, first grade where you're seven. Yeah. Um, I look at it like my second grader who's eight years old and I look at her, I'm like, there's no way in hell I would let her walk up to any store at this point in time right now. See, I let mine do, I, I do let mine, but they're to get like, it's, you know, there's, they're with their siblings or right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. some of them are older. They're not all eight years old. Right. 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 Wandering but it's also, together. it's such a different world together now. Right. Yeah. So we, so here's some good stories between the relationship with Juliet and me. So we would go up to the store together and we would pick out the candy that we wanted and, going. and you should, because it's <laughs> etched seared into my brain forever and ever. Um, so I don't know how much money we would bring, but we would bring some money. And back then the seven 11s had the bottom row of the candy aisle was all like penny candy. So you could buy like, Bazooka, you could buy um, gobstoppers, you could buy those um, fish Tootsie little, Rolls or the right. those hot fireball things, whatever yeah. they were. So I remember at one point buying a box of gobstoppers, and um, 
and I don't know what you bought, but you bought something that clearly was not enough for you. So <laughs> we buy our candy, we turn around, we walk home and we're talking, we're eating and we're, and you know, I, all that stuff. I have to interrupt you for a second. So Karen is the type of candy eater that she would take one and suck on it until it was at the end. Yes. I was the type of candy eater that even a gobstopper I'd put in my mouth and I would have to chew it. Chew immediately. it. Immediately. Yeah. So, and that's, as you're hearing the story, that's kind of how we are. Um, even as a, like adults, like I, I have to have as much, like as much as it is, I have to eat it real quick. Like I never sucked in a lollipop. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, never. And the, the crazy thing was it was even with ice cream, it would be like, I would savor everyone makes fun of me. I'm like, I don't really remember eating my ice cream that slow. I just never inhaled it like other people did. <laughs> so here we're walking and talking and Juliet's inhaling her candy and I'm eating mine the way that I do, which by the way, is the normal way to eat candy. <laughs> so we get to, I think it was my house and we're inside and we're playing. And I remember this vividly. We're in our basement, our finished basement that had this crazy foam carpet and up the walls as well. So, yeah. and it was plaid and red and really funky. And we're playing downstairs and we're, I stop whatever I'm doing to go reach over to get some more of my candy. And all of a sudden it was like, Juliet was like a dog who sees the squirrel. <laughs> and it was like her ears went up and she went, you still have candy left? And I said, yeah, I do. Don't you? No. I've had two pieces in the last hour and a half. Right. No, it's all gone. I'm like, what do you mean it's all gone? We came home with a whole bunch of it. Like, where's your bag? And she's like, it's all gone. <laughs> so I remember saying, well, sorry, you know, sucks to be you, I guess. And with that, she launches herself across the couch and attacks me. And we both fall off the couch <laughs> The gobstoppers go rolling all over the floor and I'm trying to save myself because at this point I'm like, screw the candy. I just need to get out from under this monster. And you're like arms and legs all over the place trying to get whatever gobstoppers have rolled away. That was so not nice of me. No, it was not nice of you, which is why the memory is seared into my brain because I... Could not believe that somebody would behave that way, A, would behave that way, and B, behave that way around candy that is now rolled under the couch and you're still trying to get to it. And I remember just saying to you, you are crazy, you are crazy, and you're pulling my hair, and you had no hair to pull at the time, so it was just, you know, those types of things are crazy the way that we have been able to still remain friends because of all the wacky things that you've done. <laughs> the thing is, I wouldn't even think that that was like, like that you would be like, there's a thought in your mind that maybe I shouldn't be friends with her. I would think that you were just like, Oh, crazy Juliet. Yeah. Like crazy <laughs> Juliet. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll let that one slide along I, with the, you know, <laughs> the days that you take your shirt off and say, I'm just so hot. I am so hot. I'm like, that is not acceptable. I never saying that. I was like six. I'm like, you can't do that. And in Karen's house, it was not acceptable. No, it was Stan, not acceptable. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine Stan? And Karen had this very fancy grandma. So her father's mom, grandma, um, Dee Dee. Dee Dee. Yeah. yeah. Lived in Los Angeles. Yes. And very fancy. And like, I was, I don't think I was allowed to come over when grandma Dee Dee was there. They drank I, I think that was, yes. I think that was a true story. I think it was probably not my mother who said that, I think my dad was probably like, yeah. I don't think Juliet should come over to play. I don't think Grandma Dee's ready for Juliet. Um, <laughs> right. Because if it wasn't the bull in a china shop behavior, it was the mouth 
that you had on you that was I like I cursed when I was that young. No, I don't think you did. I do think you started cursing earlier than me out loud to other people. Um, and then it was like, once the cursing started, then the shock value stuff, like, you know, yeah. other random things, the stuff that you used to say to your mom when I'd be sitting in the, in the kitchen with you and be like, I can't believe you just said that to your mother. Yeah, but my mom, I would always like to shock my mom, like things that we right. do like in high school. Oh, I'm going to go out and do X, Y, and Z. I'm not going to say it here. And whether I was doing it or not, I would just say it just so she'd be like, oh my gosh. I know. my mom is very conservative too. I have to say, I was always very polite though. I was not like a rude kid. So I was No, just, you were I, not. I was just a you, lot. And, and you were not disrespectful and yeah. you did not. Um, and, and you know, the crazy thing is one of my very first memories was your mother, so our families, we did not refer to each other as Mr. and Mrs. So like your parents were Mark and Barbara and have always been that way. It was never like, oh, Karen, you must, you know, I want you to say right. hi to Mrs. Williams. Right, right, right. Um, and it was the same. It was Stan and Bonnie in our house. So, and I did not know that. I mean, like no one else did I ever say that to. It was always Mr. and Mrs. for everybody else. Totally. So yeah. we always had a very informal relationship with regards to more of like a family atmosphere than it would be. I mean, for all intents and purposes, we could have called your parents aunt and uncle. Right. Because that's essentially what, what we did. We were together all the time. I mean, we used to vacation together. We would rent a place down at the shore. And, um, I remember there was one time we rented this place down in Long Beach Island and, Here's a good pee story. So we <laughs> rented this place down in Long Beach Island and we got to the house and we couldn't get into the house because we didn't have the key. And it was, for those of you who have been to the Jersey Shore down in Long Beach Island, it's fairly unbuilt, non-built, whatever the word I'm thinking of. Undeveloped. It's, it's undeveloped. Look at me. So, uh, yeah, good <laughs> vocabulary. Um, so here we are. So the houses are not on top of one another, but, and there's still some trees and scrubby pines all over. We get to this house, we can't get in it. And, um, a bunch of us have to go to the bathroom. And so someone, I don't know who probably was not my mother, um, says, well, why don't you just go to the bathroom on the side of the house? And I just remember being like, pee outside, like without a bathroom that that's not possible. I can't possibly do that. (laughs) <laughs> and all the Williams kids just pile out of the car and they all just go running. And the next thing I know, we're all peeing on the side of the house, like in the yard of this house that none of us own because we're going to rent it for, I don't know, a couple weeks. And I thought to myself, is this what's to become of our lives? Well, peeing do you know, outside? Do you, yes, it is. You know that I like early on and more because I don't like public restrooms but I taught Penelope and I mean, the boys, it's easy, but I taught Penelope early on how to pee outside. When I tell you that that girl is a champ, she doesn't get one drop and she can have pants, a skirt, whatever. She is amazing. She probably can pee in a bottle. And I'm like, so proud of that. <laughs> that is crazy because if I try to teach my girls that they look at me, like I had lost my mind. We got to do it early before they know that you have lost your mind. Now yeah. she's so happy. She'd be like, I mean, she'll be like, there's a long line. Mom, I'm going to go. I'm like, all right, I'll come with you. And we'll just go outside. Well, does she, I certainly hope that she finds a place that's a semi-private place so yeah. that she's not just dropping her pants. Well, in, in, the, in, in the beginning of the world, um, I mean, in the beginning of her world, when I had taught her this, yes, there was times where I was like, oh, no, 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 you can't like just do it anywhere. Like you, you have to go where people can't see you. I remember the boys when we lived in Brooklyn, 
there was one time one of them had to go to the bathroom really bad and there was no, we were like, and not a place that there was a bathroom. Um, and I was like, okay, I have to find like an alley. You can't, they would like literally went up to go pee. I was like, you can't just pee on the tree on the middle of seventh street. Like we, we, I need to teach you. Okay. I guess I need to teach you the next step. You have to hide, like find an alley, which by the way, we could get a fine for it. Like I want you to realize that. Yes. That's the whole point is to say, you know, public urination is not acceptable, whether it's in Brooklyn or Manhattan or Remsenburg or Chester Springs. Right, right, right. So thank you so much, Karen, for coming back with the second episode. We had so much fun with that first. I loved that I was able to get even more nuggets and um, just more laughs thinking about our families, the station wagons and different things in the 80s that just made me laugh. That perm. Oh, my God. So if you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe to my channel and rate what you have heard and write a review. That is how I get my podcast out. It actually goes out to more people, the more reviews and the ratings I have. If you have any feedback for me or any stories of the 80s, if there was any time that you listened to this podcast and you were like, that was fucking funny and you got a big laugh, send me an email at Juliet at nextstopcrazytown.com. Okay, so my quote for the day is, I am currently approving my kids' friends based on which parents I think will drink with me at soccer games. So I hope you guys enjoyed, and I'll see you guys next week. Hey, moms, I'm talking to you. Do you feel like when you wake up that you did not get a good night's sleep, or three o'clock comes around and you're looking for that caffeinated beverage, or that sugary snack, or your kid's crappy carb snack because you just don't have enough energy? Well, I was there four years ago, and I actually can help. I changed things in my life that made a huge difference. I became a virtual health and fitness coach, and what I can do for you is I can set you up with a workout program that is on every level. You can do it from the comfort of your own home. You can do it in the gym. You can do it from anywhere. I also help figure out how to balance your diet out with a few simple steps. I help you with recipes, easy, quick, healthy recipes for your entire family. I am doing a special this month. So if you are interested, it's $160 to get in. And what you get is you get me as your health and fitness coach. You get an accountability group with other women that are in the same boat as yourself. I will help you with meal planning and I will help you with recipes. Again, easy and quick and good. I will also just help give you that encouragement to tell you that you can do it on the days that are hard. There's a couple ways you can reach out to me. One is the Google Doc. There is a link that you can fill out and I will get back to you. Or you can email me directly at Juliet, J-U-L-I-E-T-L-Y-F-3 at gmail.com. I look forward to helping you get your energy back and feel comfortable in your skin again. I hope you liked this episode of Next Stop Crazy Town. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends, and join in every week. For more information, check out nextstopcrazytown.com.